Hello, welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James, and today I'm joined by Matt Phillips. And today we are talking about PAX Australia, which, I mean, we Matt is wearing all his stuff from it anyway. He's got his PAX shirt, he's got his free Audio Technica hat. I forgot to bring my inflatable hammers. What? In, what? They also put it in with the microphone. I think it was PC Powercore or whatever, who were. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Just giving away freebies. Just giving, just giving away everything. Sweet. Um, we're talking about PAX Oz because we went there, we played a bunch of games, and we're going to talk about those. You would have seen last week's episode where we had a few guests, and they spoke about what they've been playing, and I said, oh, I'll be pretty quiet because we're going to do a series of these. Yeah, no. This is the rest of that series. This is two-parter. Um, so, uh, that went real well. <laughs> but, Matt, we'll start with you. Yes. Um, what were some of the things that you played that really took your fancy from PAX Australia 2018? Darksiders 3. Oh, you went and played Yeah, I did find it. The one that, that we were talking about. They were actually, on Saturday, they had two laptops going. Oh, really? I think someone got word around They got that. some of that PR money come yeah. in, and they're like, all right, let's set up another yeah. Lenovo. It's really, yeah, it's fine. It was good. I liked the gameplay, the style of it was good. I played it for about five or ten minutes or so, just to get a feel of it, and yeah. it feels good. I'm really excited for it. I completely forgot about Dark Size because the whole, we say, THQ closure. Oh, the closure. Then... Didn't know what was going to happen with it. Will there be a Dark Side Three? Will there not be? There is. And it's back. There it's is. Back. It's coming. And and whole. There's a few people from the team not there anymore. Like it's a new team, but still the same I'd say style. About 60% but sixty percent of people came across. But yeah. Um, Joey Mad, who was the main art guy and probably the main director, he left, started up his own studio, and you can tell. I oh, know the art's not quite the same. But the feel it still of looks it, good. The feel yeah. of it of a Dark Side game is still That's there. That's still there. That's still it felt there. good to play. Yes. And I was so excited about it because I was a bit um and ah about it because of the whole yeah, studio as you do with games like that. But I'm excited. It's coming out what December? No, it's what we're in November now, so it's this month. It's like the 20, 27th of this month, the end of the month. On, I better get on it then. Um, better get that before Smash comes out and all. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a Wii. I don't like, don't have a Wii Switch. Don't <laughs> have a Switch. So Smash Brothers is not going to bother me. And I didn't play it either because the line was too long. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. How Only beaten was. maybe by the Kingdom Hearts queue. Or but Days Gone, as you would oh, yeah, know. Days, yeah, as know. you would know for your two-hour yeah. wait. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that one shortly. But yeah, it was a two-hour wait. What else What else did you kind of play that you really enjoyed? I see, uh, All that you didn't even enjoy, by the way. You've got a little stack of business cards. I'm I think business cards. They're all the indie games. Uh, let's go through the so-called, what do you say, AAA games. Don't play it. I can't. Triple A. Well, so play. Uh, was Don't worry, Microsoft's working on a quadruple A game, apparently. Oh, give me a break. They called it that themselves. Oh, place Sony. No, no, <laughs> Xbox. Oh, come on, With their, Xbox. their new studio called The Initiative, and we may know more about this by the time you're viewing it. The the Xbox XO18 is only a few days away, but... Yes. Um, a quadruple A game. Quadruple A game. Um, what was the other one? Ah, which I think... Star... Was it Starlink? No, Starlink. Is it Starlink? Starlink, the Toys to Life one that's called... Oh, the Happy, the Happy Mule type toys yeah. that I would call it it's the game I like because it's nice to see a game like Star Fox 64 or, or Star, Star Fox 64 or was both the same game was it was the Super Nintendo one was it Star Fox yeah it was just Star Fox and then, and then there was, was Star Fox 2 and then Light Star Fox Wars came in 64 yeah it was, it was good to see that a first level I saw wasn't the same layout as all those games it was oh, yeah. actually nice to see something different for once and yeah, the character the character's good. Just not the biggest fan on the whole switch, the whole toy thing. Well, you don't have to do that though. Really? No, no. So like, if you buy it on your 
actually any of those platforms you don't have to you can you can get them all, like it's all digital you can do it all digitally oh so you don't have to have the figures oh good so it works both ways so i'll buy it then um, sold and what from what i've heard and I, I only heard american prices so i don't want to try and convert it for us but uh you save a significant amount if you go all digital like if in if you got into the game and you wanted to buy all the bits and pieces that come with it it's oh that's all right then way cheaper that way I can deal with that. That's fine. And then if you play the Switch version, you're basically... Sorry, if you get the Switch version, you're basically playing a new Star Fox game. And unlike Star Fox Zero from the other year, actually a good one. Yes. So. I was trying to think, what the hell did... I, I can't even remember what I played on Friday. Try. Was it a PlayStation game or was it an Xbox game? Ah, oh, Ori. Game of the show. Game of the show. In, in my mind. In my, yeah, I didn't even know there was a... I didn't know this was the second one of... Yeah, you, so you didn't know about it. I didn't it know about it until you told me. You go, oh, it's a sequel to Yellow. Like, what? There's a first one? And it's incredible. Yeah, I was impre- Yeah, it was very good. It was very enjoyable. Very sort of. Yeah. It was it's, not, we- it's still weirdly it's peaceful. Weird. I think it's the art style and stuff, yeah. but like it's just super calm, even when you're kind of fighting. And then, and then and all these worms and stuff start attacking you. And it's just. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you just fly up in the air make it all look real graceful and then you come rocking back through the sand again and you take them out it all looks awesome yeah and it looks nice too it looks fantastic what other games it's one of the better metroidvanias of the last few years but yeah for me the best game that was there at PAX and there was plenty of really good games but the best game yeah yeah, there were a lot of games there and one more Uh, Trial Trials Trials Uh, Trials Fusion I don't know what's going on Fusion the one, one, the one on the bike. Yeah, the one on yeah. the bike. Sort of like, I don't know. There was another one, that's similar to it. There was another bike game. Like there was, there early was a, days. There was an old shitty one on Happy PC. Wheels, that Happy did. Wheels. Happy Wheels. That one. Yeah, but that was in that was enjoyable. But after a while, I reckon that game could get a bit boring because it's just the same and thing. Yet they keep churning out. This this will yeah. be about the fourth or fifth trials game. Oh really? Yeah. Did not know there was four of them before? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. And they're really popular. Um, yeah. with I, with their community, I guess. Yeah. I think that's all the AAA games I could think of. There was Assassin's Creed, which I didn't play because I got it at home. Because it's out now. It's out now. I've got that it. That was some of the weird stuff. You had Spider-Man playable there, and I thought for a while it might be the DLC, and Spider- but it wasn't. It yeah, was yeah Spider-Man's game. been out for a good two months. months. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed was Assassin's there. Creed was there in that sort of capacity. There was a few games. Fortnite was obviously playable at a few different spots. Yeah, but that's Fortnite. Um, well, yeah, that's the biggest game in the world at the moment. But what do you expect? Like there, was a, there was a lot of... And then Xbox had a whole ton of them. They were trying to promote Game Pass, I think. I think Forza was there. Oh, no, there was a car for Forza. Yeah, Forza probably was playable. And there was a whole heap of other Xbox games next door that no one even realised that were there. They were just lining Tunic up. and a few Tunic, others. Yeah. Did you get to play Tunic? No, because I didn't know about it. Ah. Which I'm disappointed about. But... Awesome little Zelda game. Oh, but, Zelda. But not. Like, too, like you're, uh, wait, do you know anything about it at all? No. Like 2D kind of, well, like the old Link to the Past sort of top-down oh. perspective. Um, and awesome art style. Looks like Zelda. It looks like, I mean, I played it for a little while. Kind of brutal. Like when I died, it was, you're dead. Back to the beginning. I'm like, oh. That's harsh. Like, um, it's the old days. of going back to the start. So, no checkpoints. No, there, there were checkpoints. Oh, there but, were checkpoints. Um, it was just, death was quick. It wasn't like a, you know, you didn't get time to, fumble your way through and start to learn the learn the ropes in combat like I'm dead I'm like, oh I'm going back oh, to the beginning damn. or back to the last checkpoint it's fine I, uh, yeah the game looks real good it was one of my bigger takeaways from E3 last year uh, sorry this year and, and then I got to play it so I'm pretty happy with that because it's been on my radar for a long time I, I interviewed the developer 
I don't know, 18 months ago maybe, when I first saw the game and I was really impressed by it. And Slimy Prick didn't tell me that the game was coming to console, but... Sneaky man. <laughs> Sneaky but I'm man. stoked that it is. What about some of the indies? What'd you play? Uh, played Storm Boy by Blowfish Studios. I think it was just a... Uh, That's a book adaptation or something, I believe. An adaptation, but it's also in with, uh, I think it's a remake of a movie series or something. So they oh, yeah, okay, that. so they're really diving into it. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting game. It looked nice, but... But it, was, it wouldn't even be anything I wanted to buy if it Yeah, okay, out. fair enough. Another one was a Collateral Damage, which was a four-player sort of beat-em-up, collect-all-the-gems type of game. So sort of like that old-school sort of... I saw the game there, but I didn't actually pay close attention. Sorry, yeah. guys. Didn't get a chance. Yeah. Um, Feel free to reach out to me if you want me to... I'm not entirely sure... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if it's a, if it would be an online game eventually, you would think. Well, if you've got four-player competitive you probably want to get people yeah. um uh, not just ca- oh, couch cop but actual online stuff as well to get it going yeah so signed up for the beta for that so when it comes out later i don't know next year sometime so yeah that was enjoyable you probably lose a couple of friends for over it but hey Good. can't be as, can't be as any worse as overcook or party golf or any party other golf or mario party you lose friends over that uh sneaker which is a sort of a stealth Type game. I've heard there was a lot of stealth games at PAX. Yeah, lot, yeah this between was, that and Hitman, and there was a few other indies that were all stealth games yeah, too. Yeah, it was a stealth game where you, you eventually just pick up a shoe and start hitting people with it. It's great. A shoe. A shoe. Just one yeah. shoe. Just throw a shoe. Oh, a sneaker. Right. Yeah, a sneaker. Yeah, where you where the sneaker so you throw it at walls and stuff to distract guards and all that, so you can sneak past. So that that was an enjoyable game. That one. That was out next year. What's that? That's hot. Oh, no, that's just the store I went to get a Spider-Man bobblehead. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, Fireborn. All right, this is this is a game. Oh, I've got the same card. Um, did you actually get to play it? I did. What do you think? Because I told them I saw him on Saturday, uh, kind of between interviews and bits of, and appointments and bits of piece. I said I'll be back and I'll see you Sunday. And I didn't get back to him. And Matt played it and really liked it. And I'm gathering you did too. I did. It was. For a very, what they say, very buggy game just for the moment, it's really good. The animation's good, the fighting's good. The only problem I had, I couldn't get past it. There was these two vines swinging back and forth. I tried about 10 times, couldn't get to the vine. And I asked the guys, like, oh, it's really buggy here. You've got to get down and swing like this and that. Yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong here. Well, the, the weird thing about that, well, weird thing about it, they've been working on the game for two years, but literally one day per week. So they've been oh. working on it essentially for about three to four months. Ah, oh, so oh, it was a good effort there. To so I was actually stoked with yeah how far that game was along, given that they've only been able to put one, four months into it, one day a week. No, that's been and like it had kind of oh, I don't want to throw too much hype on it. I was about to say like Witcher sort of st- uh, qualities, but like you can kind of see those those yeah, systems those... there. Um, will it be as fleshed out as a Witcher? Probably not, because no. it's the best game in this generation. But. Um, that's my call anyway but uh, it showed those qualities so I was pretty I'm pretty keen to see more yeah no, so am I I can't wait for it to get on a little bit further and what's that one Little Reaper and that's a game where Little Reaper sort of knocks all the souls out and they all disappear and you have to grab them all before the Grim Reaper comes out before you get fired oh yeah fair yeah. yeah that's an interesting game sort of a little platformer I don't know if there's a boss or anything in it, but yeah, it was a good game. I don't mind it. It was 
entertaining with a little few things there. And what's that one? Paper Value Panic. I actually didn't play that one, but... People just trying to flog on Oh, no, it. it was actually a friend I used to go to uni with who worked on the 3D. It was a 3D oh, yeah, okay. on the game, so... And he was there. She was there. She, sorry. She. Sorry, I must have missed that. Yeah, nah. And then we were just chatting about it and how long was it? How long should be working on it and all that? And they actually went to PAX East to promote, oh, yeah, okay. to promote it as well. And they said that it was four times bigger than what our PAX is. So oh, it's yeah. massive. And yet we were all, there was a lot of us complaining like, oh, it's so big this year. It's EB not Express big. brought so it's many people so... in. But yeah, it's not PAX East. Well, it's just or... Saturday. Saturday was ridiculously busy, but the other two days were fine. It's not... I wouldn't say it's a big area. It's big, but... Yeah, the same time, sort of getting to that point where it's getting bigger. It's almost, almost too almost, big for the expo. Hall. Yeah, but where else are you going to put it? That's the other question. For something. Yeah, I don't, we don't have anywhere bigger in Victoria. Let's just not bigger. So it somewhere. On the MCG. Or you can just yeah. do it on the grass. There's lots many areas where they can have an expo and panels in the yeah. same spot. There's not many in Melbourne where. You yeah, because they that. did it at the Melbourne Showgrounds early days, and they outgrew that. And now they're. Now they're starting to push the limits, I guess, of what they can do at the yeah. convention center. Though it was still a little bit weird because they had, like, Bethesda had done their stuff out the back of the uh, the queue room, which took away yeah. all the space for people to queue up. So you had people, like, sprawling down the street. <laughs> like, just the queue was stemming out onto the road yeah. up towards the train station, which thankfully didn't have to, I didn't have to deal with. But I heard that was pretty bad for those who got stuck in it. That's me done. Oh, that's you done. Um, all right, Triple A's. We've already spoken about Ori, uh, which I guess is coming to Xbox. It's an indie game, but anyway. Um, That's a good It's a good one. And it's an amazing one. Uh, Days Gone I played. We spoke about that. I waited in the queue for two hours. Um, I got to the queue and they go, oh, it's about an hour from here. I'm like, great, no worries. Uh, I was on the phone for a good 10, 15 minutes of that at the beginning anyway, and then I grabbed Kieran from the Explosion work Network, go and check out their stuff. Uh, to jump in with me and before you knew it we were at the front of the line but it had been two hours instead but it was well worth it they had two demos there one was like a, like a horde mode sort of thing not not in terms of like your Gears of War style horde mode um, like there was a horde of these freakers zombie things um, essentially as soon as you trigger one that's it it's, it just becomes like this survival thing oh wow uh, and they recorded the playstation rep when we went to play it only two people had actually survived the 10 minute session for the entirety of the de- uh, the pack to that point, which admittedly was the Friday afternoon, Friday so not afternoon. that many people had been through, but they would have had a good 40, 50, I'd imagine at least. Um, Kieran played that. I played the and I saw the end of his because I finished the little single player slice that they put in there, like a little campaign slice, um, which I essentially played like an Assassin's Creed game, which was kind of cool. Um, it's got these like simple sort of stealth mechanics like in Assassin's Creed you can hide in the bushes and all those sorts of things sneak out knife people whatever and it works exactly the same here it's not meant to be an Assassin's Creed game you can go around and just shoot the place up but there's a lot of freakers there so it kind of gets kind of crazy if you rile them up so I was just kind of creeping from point to point to point and if there if there was a little freaker that broke off the pack I'd knife it so I didn't have to deal with it shank it Um, and in the end I actually completed the entire demo without triggering a single enemy managed to kind of creep around climb up on the roof, I got into the building, I got what I needed from from there. Uh, as I'm escaping, a little cutscene was triggered where my mate, and I can't remember his name, um, is being attacked. George, it's, it's always, George. there's always a George. Oh, George. Um, like the lighthouses in Bioshock, there's always a George. Damn George. Um, 
Uh, and he was kind of getting attacked by... The weird thing about these freaks is they, they say they're not zombies because there's still a bit of human or something in them. So it's sort of like the last of us They can still walk and talk. Well, no, like, they they still they can even still verbalise what they're doing, whereas, you know, last of oh, us, you've got click, like clickers. Yeah. Um, uh, these guys still kind of walk and talk, but they're, they're kind of gone in other ways as well. Oh. And they were kind of torturing me, and I just... Uh, that was the one point where I had to whip out the gun and... Act, well, I felt the only way I could actually do, deal with the situation was to whip out the gun. Shotgun out, bang, 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 took them all down before they even turned around and looked at me. So I managed to kind of essentially stealth the entire demo, which I don't know if that's the intent, but it was kind of cool to see that I already know you can go all guns blazing and you can you have to run and dodge your way through if that's what you need. But there's also that stealth component as well if you really want to. So that was cool. Dark size we already spoke about, really cool. Go on, uh, it's out in a few weeks, go and check it out. Uh, didn't even promote it. What but else? The, but the more, but the funny thing about the Dark Side Three thing, it does, if you look above where where the game located, was, there's this big banner with the Dark Side Three. Oh yeah, and no one picked it up. I just looked at it. And went, oh, well, I saw it early on, and I saw someone playing with a keyboard and mouse, and like, nope, me being the, the non. And then I wanted to buy again the next day, and there was someone there with a controller. So I'm like, all right, we're in. Let's go. So done. Um. So Days Gone, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Rage 2 I got to play. And thank you to our friends at Bethesda who, after I finished my interview with Tim Willits and I said, hey Tim, I know you're here to talk about Rage, but I haven't actually had a chance to play it yet. They tapped me on the shoulder afterwards and said, hey, we're calling ahead, we'll get you to the front of the line and you can go play Rage. So, um, thank you for that. But uh, that is really cool. Like, you enjoyed Doom, didn't you? I did. It's Doom. Oh, like it feel it feel like rage. Same same team working with uh, Avalanche, who are the guys who do Just Cause and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it feels like Doom, just in a different setting. So it's sort of like the Fallout and Elder yeah, Scrolls type. Yeah, the post-apocalyptic thing. But they are so like the gameplay. I know that far. Yeah. You see, if you play Fallout, then you just go play Elder Scrolls. You just look and you go, oh, am I playing Fallout or? Oh am I yeah, not? I guess yeah, kind but, of. It's got that same. It's it's like they've looked and gone. All these mechanics worked in Doom, like that fast movement and the kind of oh, yeah, really yeah. intense speed and action about. It, and they've brought that across, and then Rageified it afterwards. Um, so Rage Two is looking really really good. I I really enjoyed that session. It was a game that I was kind of eh, okay. It's trying to be Borderlands. And Borderlands. Well, it's it's got that sort of style about. Oh, it's got the cell shading, does it? Um, or that wasteland? Oh, not that also, but that wasteland sort of oh. look and the humor and like the. Lots of kind of exaggerated color and hairstyles and all like that punky sort of feel about it. Was the first one like that? Um, not so much. I, I played about twenty minutes for a player two plays, and I actually kind of enjoyed what I played. But um, it didn't. know it was more the the thing that was the t- uh, big at the time. Your your dark colors, browns and grays, and stuff like Gears of War and Resistance and all that, and Call of Duty all doing the same sort of thing at the time. So it kind of fit in line with that. But um, this is kind of yeah going the opposite way. It's Borderlands with the Doom mechanics and open world aspects from Just Cause. So that's really high on my to-do list now. I've already spoken about Tunic. It's awesome. Go play it. I've got Darksiders. I played Smash. Um, I used my the one hour early access for the media thing and I basically walked in there at the very end because I could just I could hear like Nintendo fans salivating in the queue room. Um, so I thought I better beat you guys to it. Uh, I drew the short straw. I got lumped with a Nintendo rep who had clearly never played a Smash Brothers game before, and I'm not even sure if she actually knew how to use 
the Do they know what Nintendo is? I just don't even know if she picked up the controller for. That, oh, like, wow. that, that was It was that sort of thing. Like One PR rep kind of left her to it with me. Um, and I picked up Ridley because Ridley's one of the new characters. So I want to try it out and see what Ridley's like. And I beat her 8-0, despite the fact that I've not played the you new game at all. bully. Um, but no, like, there were simple things. Like, I'd use my side B, which he kind of, like, skewers the character and then flings him off the edge. Oh, but that one. she didn't, like, know how to double jump properly and all that sort oh, of stuff to get back on. on. So it was, it was those sort of basics. She just didn't have a clue. So I'm like, okay, the, like, my kill count was just going through the roof because as soon as she let, went off the edge, if she couldn't get there with one jump, it was over. What character was but, were they? No, I don't remember. I was going to say, if it was, if it was Kirby, <laughs> yeah, I was should say, have no problems whatsoever. Kirby should jumping. be fine. But, uh, yeah, so that, that went a little bit pear-shaped, but it was good to get to experience, uh, try out Ridley and the Inkling, who were the two characters that they had available. That was the E3 demo, so it didn't have some of the new stuff that they've revealed, Ooh. like Dead Luigi and... Dead Luigi? And all that sort of stuff, but um, still one of the best things on the internet is that video. Um, uh, so Smash, I'm going blank again. The Division 2 I messed around with. Did you play the original Division? No. On your Xbox? Um, Ubisoft's kind of... Wasn't it more of a uh, multiplayer? Destiny-style thing in well, terms of So it was a sort world. of more... So it was a multiplayer more? Yeah. So yeah, no, don't do um, that. That shared world kind of thing. And I, and I enjoyed what I pl- uh, played in the first one. It had some rough edges. It was a little bit too repetitive in some ways. I couldn't tell whether that was going to be an issue in the sequel because they just dropped us in this mission and we went off and... We went off and didn't. I had fun. It was good fun to play, just like the first one. Just hope there's a little bit more to it this time. Uh, and then we're starting to get towards the indie. So the, the last game that's non a non-indie here is Spyro, the Reignited uh, Trilogy, which is out in a few days from when you see this. I was going to play that. I got distracted. Um, the queue for that was ridiculous. Yeah, that would be that would be why. Um, for a like, remake. For a, Yeah, for a remake. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm stoked that lots of people... The, uh, the Spyro love played? is real. Have you ever played Spyro before? Oh, well, the person that was in front of me, I don't think had. Oh, there but, you go. Um, but then when I, when I kind of took the control afterwards and it, it felt like the Spyro I knew, like, you know, he had his little ch- headbutt charge thing. I just instantly, I don't know, all these old memories from years ago, I knew what to press and just pressed it and then I'm just, mm. like, I, the arc felt right. Everything just, I jumped straight into it and felt really familiar straight away. So that's, that's going to be good fun. Um, and the last, I guess, of the AAAs before I get to all the indie stuff was Dreams. You know much about Dreams? A lot of people talking about Dreams. I don't really know much about it. Yeah, not many people really do um, until they've actually played it. It's one of those weird sort of games you almost have to play to really understand it. Essentially what they've done is they've created game development tools, the game. What? So any, like, you remember Little Big Planet? That whole, yeah. you could play create share, so you could play levels, you could create your own, oh. share it with the world. They're kind of going with that same sort of thing, but essentially every game development tool is there but with a really smartly designed user interface so that for you the layman who's never maybe played the or tried to make a game or it's just not super tech savvy you can easily go okay I want to take this and I'll put it here and then I'll like I'll move this around it's not like little big planet where it's a 2D side scrolling sort of thing it's a full 3D world and you can kind of oh, wow. do whatever you want with it and then like I'm not great with that sort of stuff like that's not really a strength I'm not even the most creative sort but um, even I looked and like I can do stuff with this but then I went for a little interview with the developer afterwards and he just went and showed us through the game um, and like the there's just layers and layers and layers of depth in terms of like how you can sync these things and okay so 
when you do this, this will happen and in terms of like timing all these events so they all occur and oh, wow. as you get within a certain range of this little flower bud, it pops open and that suddenly becomes a platform you can bounce along and all those oh, sort of wow. little tools, like there's there's a ton of depth here and so I'm really, really looking forward to actually playing it now. Um, I'm not the creative one out of the two of us in the family, but I think there's something that both of us can kind of enjoy when it comes to this one. So that'll be really good. Indies. Fledgling Heroes is a little, do you know Tiny Wings on the mobile phone? That little one with the little bird and you press the thing and he flies and then you release and he takes off and then you no. get his, it's yeah. the most basic thing in the world. Uh, but you like little, oh actually no, not Tiny Wings, I'm thinking about Angry Flappy Birds? Bird, Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird, yeah, okay. Like no, tap no. And you get the timing. It it's kind of those sort of mechanics. Firstly, it's adorable. Look at those little birds and animals and things. But, um... Uh, it's coming to iOS, and then he said the keyword, the switch. So it instantly, I'll keyword. Do. But it's got. And I just spoke about that play, create, share sort of thing. You can play levels, and as you complete them, you unlock tools and items and bits and pieces, so you can build your own, which you can then share with the rest of the world as well. Um, it's like it's tricky. The levels are tricky, like to get all the collectibles you need to get, or meet every single objective, even just getting to the actual end point is not easy in some of those levels. So they've, they've really smartly developed it. It's not just something they've slapped out there trying to put on, on the phone and trying to make a quick buck. Like it seems to be really well thought through and it looks gorgeous. So Fledgling Heroes was another one of those awesome games that I think people need to go and check out. Um, did you play the Angry Goose? No, I didn't get to go play the Angry Goose game. I didn't even realize it was there till it was hidden at Nintendo. Oh, come on, Nintendo. Um, because apparently it's Aussie developed, which I didn't realise. Oh. But uh, Nintendo reps were coming out and saying, no, this... Actually, I've already dealt with Fireborn. Um, apparently Nintendo's like, the only games we're going to show, indie-wise, not that are their own, are Aussie developed titles. So Oh, good on you, Nintendo. Like, All right, awesome. Well, That's nice to see. Uh, Lawson's Shadow, I didn't actually get back to, but it's it's black and white stealth game there so you can kind of really smartly mess around with the environment watching bits and pieces of that um, if you want to learn a little bit more check out last week's episode of Patched where Sean from Player 2 actually talks a little bit about his experience with that game he said that he's not really a stealth guy and then spoke about Lawson's Shadow another stealth game and the fact that Hitman 2 was his favourite game from PAX so we think he's talking shit when he says he doesn't like does stealth he know games. what a stealth game is um, so go and harass him on Twitter or something like that uh, Aura of Worlds I didn't actually get to it looked really cool like the art style looked kind of cool um, it's doing some interesting things in terms of Metroidvania sort of stuff um, procedurally developed levels but uh, and that's just the business card for the guy um, is that 3D? yeah that's the fledging oh, wow. yeah they've kind of gone with that little 3D they've gone really I can't remember what you actually call it but yeah they were really leaning into it they, they know they've cool. got something um, another one that I mean this maybe says a lot about how popular the game is they were like oh. just using bits of cardboard and having to put their business card no details effort because they, well no no because they'd run out like people had been oh, taking wow, them all, really? that they were literally just having, having to use little pieces of card it's called Aluri and the, I think the best thing I can compare it to is Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Ori and the Blind Forest in terms of the art style uh, and even some of the platforming they said it's a massive inspiration for them that's it um, I'm impressed so yeah the girl like the girl was literally standing there trying to draw up these business like she was doing a little design for the foxy animal thing on the front and then scribbled details on the back while still talking to me about the game I'm like jeez you know this down. thing and you've, you've done clearly a lot of this already um 
So that's looking really good. I actually want to get my hand, find a way to get my hands on that again because I wouldn't mind messing around with it a little bit more. Uh, and the last one, and I may be a little bit biased because this is actually developed by a former student of mine, uh, the Voyager Project, which was at the Swinburne University booth. Um, it's a co-op game asymmetric where hypothetically our scenario, you and me, you being the viewer, um, uh, you're in space, you're kind of trapped in space, I might be the one exploring, uh, and that's fine, I kind of do that in a first person perspective and it's all kind of what you might imagine. Uh, but on the flip side, there's you and you're working behind a computer terminal, which doesn't sound doesn't sound very exciting doesn't at all. Sound, but you have to actually work together with that person in order to progress. Oh. So, yeah, the two of us, um, I'm kind of on the spaceship and exploring and do, seeing whatever there is to see. And then there's you behind the computer terminal and I might get to door B4, for example, and I want to get through that. And I'm not screen hacking, no one's screen hacking or anything here. So I have to, like, I'm on my mic or talking to you and going, look, I'm stuck at door B4, I need you to find the access codes for that. And you start digging around through all the, like, the service. You've got a few different screens and panels that you're kind of sifting through. You find what you need, you unlock B4, I can get through. And kind of the puzzles, like, it's, it's kind of a puzzle explore, exploration game, but in the end, the puzzle comes from the fact that you need to be communicating with the other player and kind of describing what you want, what you see and what you need. Um, as I, Because it's in space, uh, things can get kind of cold, so you're monitoring my vitals and all those sorts of things you might need oh. to adjust temperatures for different bits and pieces you go to keep me alive and all that sort of so it's it's a really interesting kind of concept they're working on um they it may have already been confirmed or announced or whatever by now they they did put themselves up for nomination for the best student game at the game awards this year which if they well i think even to maybe get selected they'll need to get played by kojima and todd howard from um bethesda as well as several others, uh, like Vince Ampella from Respawn, who did Titanfall and some of the old Call of Duties. Like, there's some big names that can get to play their game um, if they get nominated and then potentially win, like Level Squared did the year before. So, that's a really cool, interesting project. So, I, and I'd recommend it's worth worthwhile looking into that and seeing a little bit about it, and seeing if it's for you. But that's that's all I played. Um, the rest of PAX is about catching up with people and panels. If panels you go to it. Yeah, and I got to do a few interviews, which was great. You'll start seeing some of those. I'll talk about those in my wrap-up. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Was there anything else that kind of took your fancy from PAX other than uh, a free hat and a shirt? Free hat. Well, uh, you got, shirt you got inspired to get some new recording gear, which you're going to use for some late game review bits and pieces. And play two plays down the track when I get to it. Yep. So was there anything else that kind of you took a liking to? I basically didn't get out to that whole back part of the convention center this time. You know, we're like... Oh, the tabletop games. Tabletop and is. And not that that really interests me anyway, but I usually wander out there at some point, but I didn't actually get a chance to... Well, I sort of went out there. There wasn't really much. It was just tabletop stuff happening, yeah, as you expect. It does, doesn't interest me, but... Yeah. It was down the end there. No, nothing. There wasn't anything there. Oh, no, it was well, all VR thing. They speed runners, but they kind of stuck that up... At the front, up yeah. Up the front this time. There was VR down the back. Oh, really? I think there was. Yeah, there was. There was some VR stuff going on. Oh, sure. I, didn't really pay, I didn't really pay attention to it, but yeah. I think that was really it. Yeah. So nothing else really, outside of the, all the stuff you've already spoken about, nothing else really floated your boat? Not really. I think that's PAX it. is awesome. Go and check out everything that's there. Um, go and check out a lot of those games we spoke about. Hopefully I've managed to clip in a whole bunch of different little videos from all these. They'll all be right there. Yeah. There. There. 
there. Um, and if not, well, bad luck. Uh, just go and check out their work. I'll try and look after you indies. I'll make sure as many of yours get uh, some airtime as possible here because you guys need more support than bloody... Those AAAs don't need no support. does, for example. Or, or but, Assassin's Creed, they yeah, don't they, need no support. Yeah, they, they, they get plenty of airtime as it is. Um, but I guess that wraps up this episode of Patch then. So thank you very much for watching. Where can you be found on the Twitter? At Maddo underscore Phil. And me, you can find... I've changed mine... Ooh. Paul James Games because they Paul rhyme. James Games oh that's um, which I thought was very clever of me that's fantastic uh, it's also been to- I've also been told for years that I should do something like that and I just never did it and now now. I'm claim all the credit um, make sure to like share and subscribe to the channel this one all those buttons down below you'll get patched the insider player two plays late game review game of school I already said late game review you did and a whole bunch more um, so go check that out I'm also going to tell you to go and check out some podcast feeds because uh, you'll get the Player 2 podcast on the Player 2 podcast feed and also my new one which is born of some of these interviews that I was doing called Dev Diary where I sit down and interview game developers about their story. Um, Long form sort of thing. There's a few that are going live over the course of the next few weeks so go and check those out. The website is player2.net.au Reviews, previews, opinion pieces, blah, 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 blah. Etc, etc. Patreon, patreon.com slash player2au, kick in a few bucks, you'll have the player2 dream to grow and you'll get early access to a whole bunch of videos, monthly exclusives as well. We've already done Twitter. Favourite game from PAX? Uh, Ori, definitely Ori. We're unanimous then. Ori in the, uh, Ori in the Will of Wisps is the best game of PAX. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next time.